That's good. just quick pet peeve of mine. <clears throat> I had I had, like so many people I used to know would that were like hockey fans. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. Hockey fans probably the worst ever. Worst <laughs> fans of anything ever. I'm never a hockey player. Oh. <laughs> now, how many how many Undertale fans have you? <laughs> That's All true. Right. Second worst. All uh, right. I th- <laughs> you you would have something to say about hockey yeah, fans? Quick or? thing about hockey okay. fans that always Call frustrated me was. I remember distinctly so many kids would be like hockey players are the toughest athletes and the best fighters and I was like do you know that like there's combat sports you know that there's people there's trained fighters that are just as athletic golfers yeah (laughs) (laughs) Tiger Woods did Navy SEAL training We were worried we wouldn't because this is Lesbian Visibility Day, and if Seth didn't show up, we were going to have a real problem. Uh, <laughs> I said it shouldn't run that big. <laughs> I can always cut it. Oh, I can cut it with, the, with the whole I intro. I mean, I'm not visible anyway. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. No no one's on camera. Lesbian Audible Day. <laughs> I didn't know we were Speaking recording. of Audible, uh, sign up with a link in the description. You get 15% off your next audio book. Yeah, uh, I only found I- that out because of a Snapchat on Filter. <laughs> Um, oh. I mean, I filter Wait. on Snapchat. So they edit out all the people who aren't right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you edit out the part where I, like, screwed up my nouns. I can do that. Yeah. Um, I could also just use this as the cold open instead of the character talk, because That's this fun. is yeah. funny. I was like, I didn't know the, I didn't know that that was, the character talk was going to be in it, dog. The feds could be watching. Well, cut all that. Yeah. <laughs> cares about I, mean, I didn't know. talk at all during the character talk, because I don't give a fuck about fighting games, so. Mario Kart Mario Kart is game. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna edit you talking into it. And I'm gonna take bits of you talking from later in the <laughs> yeah, show. Just like, I <laughs> like fighting games. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Fox Marth sucks in a lesbian visibility game. <laughs> yeah. Lesbians like fighting games. <laughs> lesbians I mean, there's an amazing Fox lesbian Gotenks no. player in <laughs> Dragon Ball. Really? Who? Yeah. Uh, Yohozi. Yohozi, uh, she's like so good. All right, uh, uh, no fighting games. No more fighting games. Banned from the show. Finally. Uh, <laughs> Banned from the show so that Seth will keep showing up and people will actually listen to it. Um, all right, so I don't actually have stuff prepared for you guys this week. I'm going to see if I can't... Oh, I'll do mine. I thought of a good one. Okay, Cam, okay, I thought of a good one. You guys want to introduce yourself with some stuff? Cam, <clears throat> we have... We have in here. Okay, I'll introduce George because he's looking at terror in his eyes. I'm thinking about it all day. We have uh, Nick here, and well, should I do everyone else's or should do I do, do what you want? Yeah, yeah, no, I'll just do mine. No, do it. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Cam. Okay. <laughs> go, like, go, Scrooge oh. McFuck. Honestly, I'm thinking all. I wish you had. I wish you had him because I was going to I, make I him not, not do your clever ones. But the worry was that I didn't have enough. Like, I was going to do... Wait, okay, so to my right, we have Alex, who's smarter than the Smarties. We've got George, who's tougher than the Toughies. And then we have Seb, who I'm already out of things to say, and which is like... Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have an American Diamond Scotland 
Seb. <laughs> oh. And I'm gonna skip over Cam because he's you just called me right worthless. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> you're an inspirational. Yeah, in, in yeah, you you in inspired this... the richest duck alive. Okay. Yeah. Also, because I'm worthless. Yeah. Yes. But because he's also, so fucking. It mad. has it has value in this story because okay. it's the ingredient to the magic spell that kicks off the whole thing. Okay. All right. Uh, we, we're gonna get into the weeks, so we'll go all the way around, and because I suspect he has the most to say, we're gonna start with Alex. Wait, can I be George Hell the yeah. Mick Duck? George, the George the Mick Duck? Uh, <laughs> George Mick Duck? No, no, George the Mick Duck, it's my OC. The Mick Duck, okay. <laughs> George the Mick Duck, okay. I'm gonna draw you in the, like, Sonic, the Sonic oh. Adventure, like, There's panel over here that I was like, it oh, looks like Sonic, right? right? Now I really want to see... Quick McDuck. <laughs> Sonic crossed with Scrooge. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Alex, Alex you how's your week been? What have you been up to since um, last time we recorded? So, uh, my excellent friends here. Um, Which God, one? Where are oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they decided to get me a Nintendo Switch for my birthday. No bitch. So, I've been playing big benching games and then the, the Nintendo bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big bees um, in all of those, just so you guys know. Massive bees. Yo, do the bass up on this one. Every time we joke about that, I'm giving myself more work and I don't even care. Uh, yes. So, I've been playing Mario, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, been playing Celeste, which I've been pretty much talking non-stop about since I got it. Yeah, and you've been converting other people, too. Uh, you had it here before Kim showed up for recording, and uh, you handed it off to uh, George, and George immediately jumped right in and was like, oh, okay, so this is where the air dash comes in, and oh, I can jump <laughs> off this wall. And, like, he was converted... I'm gonna, no lie, five seconds. Yeah, like it was, literal and seconds. then uh, as Cam's walking in to start recording, he's like, uh, "Oh, here, hold my switch." And Cam starts playing it, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, this game, uh, what is it? What is it? One of those good games?" And yeah, then that's he starts. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Um, I I really like how um, it does a lot of things similar to to what Meat Boy does when it comes to really tight, really fun, uh, hard as nails platformers. Um, one thing that I liked about this game that I didn't really like about Meat Boy was that, well, I felt like the controls in Meat Boy were a little too, like, loose and floaty. Mm. I think that this mm. one uh, has a little bit more, a little bit more weight to it. Um, well, Meat Boy, like, the gimmick with him is he's made out of meat, so he's slippery. Thank you for telling yeah. me that. I don't think I could have figured that out. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, I, slippery, and that's yeah. why the controls and, are like that. Like, uh-huh. even though the controls were really tight there, I never got... I, don't, I think I never got full control of how exactly he works. Mm. Do you mean, like, in the air? Yeah, in the air. A lot of the, like, wall jumping stuff, I kind of just, like, spammed it until I got it. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Um, but... You're the kind of person the game developers are afraid of. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, well, what if we design the game and somebody doesn't learn anything we try to teach them <laughs> and just mashes the buttons? Yeah, I, I, know, I played, like, half of, half of Meat Boy, and uh, I did enjoy it, but I, don't, I felt like I never really had... A f- uh, like a complete grasp on what the how the character moved and I think in just the first world of Celeste I already had like a very good working understanding of everything that your character can do uh, and then they just continue to build on that with a really fun gimmicks in every world how um, many worlds are there? I think there are eight or eight? so That's I'm, a lot. That's I'm only good. on yeah. three well I, ju- I have four uh-huh. I haven't gotten very far. Can you always spawn like does is each screen 
like a thing. Like if I were to, since I stopped playing, if I were you, to take you it back can, up, what um, I... you can save and you can save and quit, okay. which will save the, your screen progress. Um, but if you want <clears> to back <throat> out and try another level or another yeah. world, you'll have to start from the beginning again. Okay. But if you've already beaten it, yeah, you can choose from like a couple sections. Oh, okay. So you can choose like beginning. Middle yeah, or end, and it's broken up by like certain like bits of story in the like the third level right. or whatever. Cool. Um, really good. Uh, some fucking crazy gimmicks, and uh, with the the B side, the like Dark World equivalent levels, um, they crank the gimmicks up to ten, and it's so good. Yeah, it's one of those games that you're supposed to play. It's not like extra levels. You're supposed to play the Dark World, do you think? Uh, I think that it? it's it's there for you to find. I think you could probably just play all the normal <clears throat> levels and still have re a really fun time with this game. But like, if you really like one of the gimmicks, like the World 2 gimmick is so fun, mm -hmm. and they don't even introduce like a movement tech facet of that gimmick until the B-side. Oh, but then wow. they do some really cool stuff. You can jump out of these blocks mm. to get extra momentum, and you have to use it in the B-side, but you don't have to use it at all in the normal mm -hmm. level. And I heard this game was like Dark Souls? <laughs> uh, yeah, really tough. You die a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the game tallies <clears throat> your deaths on each world and on each B-side. Um, so when you beat a level and you're like, wow, I think I did really well on that, yeah, uh, like, and no, then you, you die a hundred times. <laughs> you're actually you're like, oh. uh, But... Despite those high numbers, it's really <coughs> satisfying to play well, um, and it's not frustrating at all. I Even some levels that had me stuck for like 15 minutes, like some screens, I was like, wow, I, I don't think I'll ever finish this. Mm, yeah. uh, maybe I'll come back later, and then I just kept at it and was able to do it. Mm, I have a bad problem with that in games, and I'm going to... We're gonna go. Yeah, I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go in a different order this week because uh, once Alex is done talking about Celeste, it's gonna dovetail nicely into what I've been doing this week. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty much it. I I've felt really compelled to get all the collectibles because all the strawberries are really fun little platforming challenges. Uh, some of them are hidden in kind of dumb places that I've had to look up, but other than that. That's probably the only negative thing I have. Do you get anything? I imagine there isn't like an um, costume. Or as something. far as I know, if you get all of this, there is there is what they call seasides, which are the incredibly hard levels. Oh god! Mm. Um, and I think by the beach. I think yeah. you need to get all of the strawberries to get some of those. Oh okay. Like in a world, I I'm not or like sure. All of them. I think all of them in the game yeah, gets you the really really good stuff. Is it just one per level, so you know there's always a one per level, or is it just like there um, are there are certain they'll tell you how many there are in each world. Okay, so, so uh, there's no 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 ambiguity about whether or not there is a collectible in that level. Yeah, and every world has a uh, a crystal heart and a tape, which will get you the B side. Mm -hmm. um, so you know what you're looking for going in, pretty much. How I heard about this game was, uh, well, not how I heard about it, how I first saw gameplay was uh, Polygon did a really interesting stream where two, uh, they're streaming the game, but every time one guy got a strawberry, he had to eat a strawberry. And, <laughs> and when he died, the other person had to eat a pepperoni because he was allergic to strawberries. <laughs> so it's just like these two guys playing the game, but at the end, one person has eaten 20 strawberries in, like tw in a very short period of yeah. time, which like... You think, oh yeah, I can eat twenty strawberries, but after you try and eat twenty strawberries, it's just not like <laughs> they're like a thick I fruit. I can eat twenty. Yeah. All right, we're doing this. I've we're eaten a this. pound of shrimp before. Okay, but which one of us are you That's going to stake your stomach on? Because like it's, it's well, is it who can eat twenty strawberries 
what what's the what because <laughs> okay so no it's who you are you gonna have playing the game yeah. or are you playing the no game? yeah it has to be the person okay playing. okay so okay that's uh, not yes, sorry we'll, we'll, we'll try this this weekend of <laughs> yeah we'll do it all right that sounds good um but yeah this this game is is fantastic uh, assuming it continues to be this good into the later levels and i don't i don't binge out when it gets too hard <laughs> um it it's gonna be up up there i mean i've only played two games from this year so far but uh, <laughs> Definitely, come January, I'm, I'm probably going to be talking about this again. So wait, what was the other game? Um, uh, <laughs> oh no! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so no competition. I thought you were going to say Mario, and I was like, that's last year. Yeah. So no competition. Not this year. No, I know. It's no, it's definitely not. 2006. That's literally like game my 2011. That's pretty much the end of that. Mario is great too, but I I've already talked for forever, so. Mario, Mario, good. Yeah, Mario, good. Uh, not a revolutionary. Well, thing. Mario's in the game that you're playing, right, Nick? Ah, uh, <laughs> You just haven't gotten to him yet. Super or... Neo Galaxy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna usually try and save myself for last, but I, I, after, with what Alex was saying, it's really made me think a lot about something that I've been playing. Um, I'm also playing something that I received as a present. Cam uh, was nice enough to get me Neo. Or mean enough. No, nice enough because I thought that I wanted it and I was talking about, "Mm, I think I should buy this. And then Cam, ever since he got me the game for Christmas, I have been, he's like, you gotta play Neo, you gotta play Neo, you gotta play Neo. I'm like, yeah, you know, I should. So uh, now with having cleared off uh, Katamari and Metroid Prime while I was like bedridden last week, I'm like, you know what? After we record the show, I'm going to sit down and play some Neo, and I had a lot of fun with it at first. Um, And uh, so I've been... It's one of those games... It's one of those, like, Dark Souls games. That's a a joke comparison, but it gets a lot worse the more you play it, Uh, where it's, it's really tough, and it's tough in confusing ways that I'm not sure how to deal with. And the instancing is kind of bad, where, like, okay, you go... you. You're playing the game, and you run through, and you get to a thing that kills you. And when it puts you back to the beginning of the level, um, you have a general idea of, like, oh, not to make that mistake the next time. But very little of what you've done the last time carries over. Like, it's very... The enemies don't give you a lot of experience, and unless you use that experience to level up, then it goes away when you die, like in Dark Souls. It's like a currency that you use. But because the enemies don't give you a lot of experience it doesn't really incentivize going through and, like, killing everything. Because if you do, you're going to get into situations where you can be killed in one hit and lose all that progress. And it doesn't reward you a whole lot at the end of it. So it's like, well, I'll just wait for the boss and I'll kill the boss. But the boss is expect the boss expects you to have leveled up 10 or 20 times while you go through the level by killing everything. So you get to the end and the boss kills you in one hit because it's like telling you to just I'm just these guys before we started recording they must have seen me die a hundred times to one centipede oh that was a boss yeah yes it was a boss it was a boss that was standing on nothing and clipping through the floor and imagine that a little baby centipede killing our friend (laughs) (laughs) it was a giant centipede don't worry with a skull for a face yeah it was was pretty spooky yeah it was pretty spooky oh god but I don't want to give up on this game because like I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff in it like the stance switching and the combat and like I've played a lot of hard games before and I've never felt 
like I was in a situation where I'm like, oh, well, I would have more fun if I wasn't playing this. <laughs> and Neo's made me think about that a couple of times. I'm like, would I enjoy myself more if I was doing anything else with this time that I'm spending bashing my head against this one boss in Neo? Most likely. Yeah, most likely, <laughs> yes. But, um, like, you know, Bloodborne, I, I, got, I, killed, I got killed a ton, a ton of times on that. I, I've, these guys have watched me bash my face against demon souls and punch yeah. out and all other kinds of games where I, I'm trying real hard and getting killed at the yeah. end of it but I've never playing been Street Fighter against playing Street Fighter against Andrew <laughs> that one's particularly bad because he will sit there silently and murder me and I'm I will just dive right back in like I don't know what's good for me yeah at least from at least from watching Nick play this game I don't because uh, in we were talking about this a little bit but I think in in Dark Souls and in like very like skill based games you if you fail at something you either know what to work on or you just know you have to do that thing but better and at least from what i've seen in neo it seems like there's a lot more bullshit that gets in the way of you understanding i need to do this but better absolutely um one of the things that stood out to me was the gear system like you enemies can drop weapons and armor but it has a random value to it. Like some will have a different rarity. It'd be better than others. And you so also it's have... It's the Fortnite of Dark <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, so like... Just build, Nick. Come on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the uh, something I've been running into. And I've, I've been pulling my hair out over this game, which is so stupid because like I have real problems in my life that uh, are worth this kind of stress. Uh, and that I do not give that kind of focus, but this stupid video game agonizing over, like, oh, I want to play more of it. Like, I do have a good time for some of the time that I am playing it, but it's like, would I not be better off just playing something else? It's, uh... Oh, and especially if I dive right into, like, something else that's hard. Like, oh, I have the NES punch-out, and I know that that's difficult. Mike Tyson has, like, one-frame punches or some bullshit. But, like, but, uh... But I get the feeling that I would have a lot better of a time if I was grinding out punch out then if i tried to stick with this i'm yeah, not really sure all depends where to go on the amount of satisfaction you get from actually winning you yeah. know when you yeah. do win or if there's something that you're working towards like mm -hmm. if you know there's a cool part in the game or you're trying to get a cool weapon or something mm -hmm. Especially, especially in these uh, air quotes, souls like yeah. games, I don't where 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 it's absolutely built around the satisfaction of beating something. If, yeah, totally. if you if it's if when you beat something, it's like oh thank God that's over. It's not as right. Yeah, not I can as see fun. something new. Oh, that, thank God. That's yeah. exactly how come like I never really got into the Souls games because it yeah. felt like that <clears throat> is always the feeling you're gonna get is like oh thank God that's over. Whereas like when I beat something, I want to be like oh. Thank God I whooped that kid's ass. Or like, oh, <laughs> thank God I was, I don't know, just nasty. Yeah. It's well, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's it's more of a, uh, it's less of a, like, a, wow, I really aced that thing, and more of a, all right, like, I, I, yeah. I well, yeah. that, that thing has kicked my ass so many times, I finally got it. That's yeah. what I don't like. Yeah. I like. I like being like, wow. <laughs> I slam dunked on this thing <laughs> rather than oh, so just wow. play easy games. No, not necessarily. <laughs> it's like because if well, I yeah, do well I in a Souls it. game and then I'm like, wow, I got really good at this game that I'm playing against a computer. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. Mm. It's like I beat this thing and it dropped some fire drop, so now I have to fight a harder thing. Now I'm like, uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. not too big into it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think the satisfaction in this game is not proportionate to the frustration of going through it. 
but maybe the best ratio I've ever had with that was with Punch Out. Like Punch Out, we were like the the end fight or Super Punch Out because like the end fights are so tough, but they reward paying attention and looking for the spots to get the stars to do the super punches to knock them out to go faster and faster and faster to the point where you can get the toughest guy in the game down in under thirty seconds. And I'm not rephrasing that. It is fun. <laughs> it's it's like it it makes me feel. Like, even if I'm not the best in the world at it, it makes me feel like a fucking champion. And I, yeah. like, it's it's just worth it to me. And this samurai game where the demons eat me at night is not <laughs> doing that for me. Uh, Seb, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been stressing out and studying for a test that's going to be multiple choice and probably is very easy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. As Alex can probably tell me. Yep. Uh, just that uh, way the answer. Yeah. Oh, but, no, just I, I, better to be prepared. But yeah, yeah, I think I think you'll have an easy time. Yeah, it's comfy. Uh, but it, I, I, I get it. I, yeah, I, I felt the same way when I had to do that. Yeah, it's for a training course uh, for drafting, so that I can get a job that actually pays me enough money to live. Um, and it's basically just basic math and Microsoft Excel. So. Yep. If you don't know those things, you probably should die, right? <laughs> you deserve to die if you I get mean, to Well, that's a <laughs> No, I couldn't do Excel, probably. I had to do it Excel, a couple times in school. Oh, Excel's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was, like, I downloaded the free trial, and I was, like, you know, fooling around with it. Did, yeah. the, did the regular tutorial, and then I, I kind of... Uh, I feel pretty comfortable What's with it now. What's the difficulty curve in Excel? Um, Once you get the second level, it's, <laughs> so at first it's like, oh, like okay, you you type this in and it does the math for you, and yeah. then my dad's like doing all this shit with like pivot tables and, and everything because that's basically mm-hmm. his job, and then he just does it for fun, like at home, wow. like mm, no, listen, so <laughs> he he and my mom are going on a cruise next year, and um, he he's weird. Uh, he is following the path of this cruise that they're going to be on, like, mm-hmm. as it goes, like, on it, on its route, like, mm-hmm. throughout the year. And he just maps, like, when they get to this port and when they're at this levee and this gate and what they're doing right now. And he just puts it into Excel. God, I hope I have something better to do when I'm that old. <laughs> I, I kind of see the point though, because it, it probably like feels idea. good to like. Yeah. Like, maybe it's the same thing as playing a Souls like game. It's like a Souls like program. You're just flexing how good you are at it, and you're okay. like, there's it's nothing really that happens program. afterwards. No, my dad. Like, my dad's no, just obsessive be, over. It would be a Souls like if it deleted all of your progress and you didn't input something fast enough. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> it just my didn't dad save. Would hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, forgot to save this port. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, he's been like. You did the math I was like. Dad, can you help me a little bit to learn Excel? Because uh, I know you do it all the time. He's like, yeah, sure. And then I did the, did the tutorial, and I was like, okay, I bet they won't really ask me to do any more than, like, make a table and uh, equals some whatever or something like that, right? Um, and so my dad's like, do you need any help? And I'm like, no, Dad, I'm okay. Like, well, it can do this thing and that thing, and look at this. Like, you can do that. You can change the color and watch this. And I'm like, it's okay, RPG okay Dad. Maker. Yeah, it's, like you can put Netflix. Can you make an RPG <laughs> Excel? It's in one of the little rectangular cells. It's we're playing. playing. Uh, I got a in cell E7. Right I'm watching it. 60 Netflix originals at once. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the biggest so, <laughs> But that's that's pretty much been my week. Um, is doing that, 
Um, and I gotta go do that tomorrow. So yeah, the test is tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, good luck. luck. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Hopefully we can get well. you out of here at a reasonable hour. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's at twelve thirty. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about it. All right. That's, yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll have plenty. Of it's sleep. like twelve thirty to four thirty, but. I don't think it'll take me four hours. No. What do you think? No, okay. Yeah, I think they just block out that time for people who are, like, really yeah. dumb. Yeah, if you need to take that time, it's there for you. Yeah. Most people do. Yeah. Um, I, I just, like, I like I told my dad, he's, he's like, well, if, if you're supposed to be trained on this, like, they're giving you a test to, to do this stuff, like, how do they expect to get anybody into the training program? I'm like, they're just testing you so that they know you can do basic math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, follow instructions and, like, and all that. Yeah. Because if you can't die for your country, right? Yeah, if if you can't <laughs> die for your right. country and do one plus one equals two, then how are you gonna get a job? Mm-hmm. So uh, to keep I, I was also sick like for the past two days, so I don't I didn't really do anything. Did you get it from work? I don't know. Do I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so either because we hung out on Sunday, right? Yeah. And then I was fine at work on Monday, mm-hmm. and then on my day off, I was just, like, obliterated. Well, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah so they took a day off? off? Yeah, it's, 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 dormant, it's dormant until you, you have a day off. Oh, okay. And then it comes up. Well, then, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can either talk about tiramisu, but I'd rather talk about um, video games, because I think it relates to what we were talking about earlier. Because I tried... Des- I've been playing Destiny 2 since September. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I really like the grind of it, but um, it's been super terrible for the past couple months so uh, <laughs> now in february they had a really cool event but since february they haven't really done anything march and april and kind of dull and um one thing people say about this game is there's not enough to do like i've done most of the shit to do and when there's nothing to unlock there's no reason to play the game mm-hmm. so like um my friends who i play with started with destiny one obviously and they say that destiny one is better than Destiny 2. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll pick it up. You can get all the DLC and the game for pretty cheap. And there's actually still a bunch of people playing it online, which is nuts. It's just hard to get PvP matches, but you can get people to do PvE stuff. So what I'm getting at is the grind in Destiny 1 is really different from the grind in Destiny 2. The grind in Destiny 1, it it takes fucking forever to get something really cool that's really unique and looks awesome. But in Destiny 2, you can get you can get kind of cool, or pretty cool, really good-looking stuff um, very easily. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. I'm not enjoying Destiny 1 because everybody's like, oh, look, look at all these designs. The designs for the weapons are better. They do more. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're better weapons. Oh, but you'll never get it. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking get one. You have to grind for four hours to get it. I've been playing for a week, and I still don't have anything good. Like, I have one good thing that I had to, like, kind of do a mission that's guaranteed to get something to get. Yeah. I have I, no sympathy for you because I play World of Warcraft. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that's bad. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, that you're yeah. not used to it, but... Yeah, it's look, not, look, it's right. not being I don't little... think, like, several million people could be wrong. Uh, they are. <laughs> a lot of people do it, so it must be good. Yeah. yeah. No, but I... Have you ever heard of heroin? A lot of people are doing it. <laughs> not, it must not for be long, though. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I'm sorry, our heroin users out there. <laughs> Um, so, no, but I wanted to know. Wait, do you guys think that I'm justified in not enjoying this? Like, I, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I think I, that I get, you I are. Where you're coming from. I think you're a baby millennial. Right. You need everything, <laughs> and I want it right now. <laughs> I need to be walked through my cool items in video games. Um, they need to just no, give I, me them. Yeah, I totally get like wanting, like even if this cool thing that I have is 
uh, something that everyone could get very easily. Yeah. It's still cool. Right, that's like, definitely part of it, is because anyone can get the stuff you have in Destiny 2. There's very few items that are locked behind a difficulty, like a very difficult thing. Like, there's the raid, which you need six people for. It's super, it is difficult, but if you have six pretty good players, you can beat the raid now, and, like, get I, a chance to get something good. Is there is only it, one raid? There's two right now. Oh. Yeah. Is it um, access to to all of the weapon types that's locked behind, like, grinds? Or is it just, web, like, better weapons stat-wise? So, yeah, it's mostly you... stat-wise. Like, right, George yeah. has played Destiny Because if you can't yeah. get a certain type of gun unless you grind a lot, like, that sucks. But if it's just, like, a really... Like, if it's just, like, oh, this one does a ton more damage. So it's not, like, a really, cool. really good auto-rifle. It's an auto-rifle where... You can change the damage type, which there's three types of damage in the game. There's uh, arc, or there's four. There's arc, void, and solar, and then kinetic. Yeah. So, like, enemies will have shields that are arc shields that you can break faster with an arc mm -hmm. weapon. But this, in Destiny, they're called exotic weapons. So this exotic auto rifle can switch between those types. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and other perks, too, that you can... Can you upgrade the perks for the gun? Not in two. Not in two. And this gun also has uh bullets that bounce off walls and stuff Ooh, so it's cool. it's like flashy and it's good yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's and that's right. the See, only that, that, that sounds like that could be something that would be worth the grind right that's but what i'm saying about but Neo. it's also not something where you're like oh i literally can't be competitive without this or right. like i'm just not good yeah. without it yeah and anyone can go get it but, but yeah pvp has been ruined several times because they'll introduce they introduced a grenade launcher that shoots little robot bugs that crawl along the ground and mm -hmm. track you and blow up and kill you. Mm -hmm. So everyone online went, got that gun and went on to PvP <laughs> and just everybody's fucking owning each other with this <laughs> one gun. It was funny and um, so it used to be even with that gun it used to be random and then they just gave it to one of the vendors because they're like oh this shit's overpowered. People are getting dunked on Crucible by this gun so let's just give it to everyone and they've well, done I, it a couple times I, I see i do kind of like that balance boss it was thing. really cool because it's actually it's, made it really because it's like oh uh if a bunch of people are like going to put going to have to put in the time to get this to like have a chance in multiplayer or to get a chance to use it yeah. then everyone might as well have all of the tools they need to play well right so what i'm getting at is like in destiny 2 i have several cool guns <laughs> that i didn't really work for yeah. but in destiny 1 i have nothing cool so yeah. is that really the best well, I mean, if you, but if you put in the time and you had like a really special gun in theory it would yes. be cooler to and you and then i'd have but would one that make thing. you but it would it make it worth it i don't think so yeah. the thing is is you are going to have more fun when you have access to all these different particular guns like yeah Again, like I have, like I've only played Destiny two for like a month or two, and I have like mm -hmm. seven exotics, and yeah. then yeah, they just give you one in the middle of the story, which yeah. is like they do not do that in Destiny one. Now, yeah, they I just think, throw them out um, like candy. Yeah, I think with with cosmetic stuff, especially in multiplayer games, I think it's a lot cooler to have like a like a one of a yeah. kind or a really like unique cosmetic item, especially yeah. but, competitive or like online games, like yeah. In a single player game, it's not as cool. Like I, I think like there, like special, I'd say. I have like well, I played a lot of TF2, but mm -hmm. there, there's a there's a lot of hats that I have that I do have a story behind how I got, mm, yeah. and I think that's interesting when it comes to one of a kind. Yeah, items. totally. Yeah. Even if it's not like a hundred percent unique, because mm -hmm. other people obviously have them. Like in Halo Three with the with flaming skulls. Yeah, like that was nuts. Like you know, somebody did shit. To yeah, that's yeah. one really cool thing about Destiny as well is like 
like if someone has something, you can be like, oh shit, that guy like yeah. got that guy's John Wick, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exotic armor. It is kind of the case for that. For yeah, Destiny, even Destiny Two, it's a lot more rare. Like. I see some pieces. Well, in Destiny Two, yeah, maybe kind of not. Was, it's kind of it's more stuff. rare than the more rare than the weapons. I feel like. Yeah, it's but, not competitive. But Monster Hunter, I feel like you can definitely see that. I love oh, that yeah. when when you're hunting with someone in Monster Hunter and you see the shit they're wearing, especially yes. if you're early in the game and you haven't fought what monster is from. You're like, what the fuck yeah, is what up is with that, that guy? This guy's wearing like six teeth, and that's all he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I mean, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you... I, I know I, I keep bringing up World of Warcraft, but that's mm-hmm. the only game I played for about 10 years. Right. Uh, and that's a similar yeah, vibe to it. But it's yeah. like the, the thing with MMOs or any multiplayer game is the tug of war between casual and like hardcore player. Mm-hmm. So whether to give things out like candy or whether to make you grind your ass off yeah, is always totally. kind of like a. Like it'll go one way and then it'll go the other way. So I feel like mm-hmm. you're. I think you're, it's, yeah, it's just there needs to be a balance. Right like now. I wish there yeah. were things in Destiny 2 that other people can't just go get pretty easily. Yeah, like, there, there's stuff in World of Warcraft that you can just get pretty easy, like yeah. entry-level raid stuff. Um, and it used to be way harder to grind shit out, mm-hmm. um, especially vanilla and, and BC. Um, there's still stuff that if you look at it, like if you see people wearing it, you're like, holy fuck, they did that? What yeah, the they fuck? Got the yeah. Hayabusa especially, armor. Yeah. Um, especially in like a, a game that's been around a while like that. I yeah. think um, oh, yeah. I think legacy like old I, shit. Yeah, I think like, legacy mm, stuff is really, really cool, cool yeah. in those kind of well, online games. Um that's but like I don't harder. know if they have much of that in WoW, but there's like there's they, a lot, but they have like replica things yeah, that you can like get. Oh, yeah. But like if you like right click and ex- inspect like somebody stuff. and you're like You can tell that yeah, oh they have the original of this helmet. That's insane or whatever. Which which Sometimes it's like, oh, they, um, because you can go back into old raids and just like fucking grind the shit out of them, one shot Ragnaros and shit like that. Yeah. Um, like you can just grind it that way. Uh, but there's some things that have been like taken out of the game, like a lot of, um, PvP gear from previous seasons, like you can't get that anymore. So... I think I think all of that stuff is really cool. Wow. Um, one of one of the things in in tier two, which I'll bring up again, uh, you get a um, you get a badge that like has the date when you started playing on it. Ooh, yeah. um, so if you see someone wearing that or you see it in someone's inventory, uh, you know exactly how long they've been around. And I yeah. think that that's really fun. Um, you see somebody who played the beta for the game in mm. 2007. Is all, the, is all the crossover shit still in the game, or is it like some licenses um, have lapsed and not around you, anymore? Yeah, they, they haven't taken anything out. Because um, I know that there was some... a lot of that stuff yeah. can just be easily gotten. Oh, yeah. Days, but, like uh, the, the Deus Ex yeah. stuff and the, um, the Venture Brothers stuff. Yeah. And the, like, wow. there's a bunch a of... wacky shit. Yeah. Um, all right, George, you want to go next? Yeah. I feel like we've been going along with this. Um... So as I was saying, uh, playing a lot of Halo Three, been trying to get the Hayabusa yeah, armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going back to that Halo yeah. Three online. <laughs> I actually forgot how you got Hayabusa armor, but I think it was, did you just beat on Legendary. Do you, you still play online on Three? They still have servers well, they, on uh, for the Three. Yes, Master Chief but, Edition. I'm sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot that they did the re-release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, does that know. bring back all the online stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Games. Too? Yeah, yeah. It means well, that they post it all from one server yeah. now. And you could play like old school. I think you could play old school Halo Two online, so yeah. you can like DXR kids awesome. on Xbox One. That's which is, sick. That's no. really cool. But then they, they have. I'm glad that they didn't like patch that. Or, or is there an old school mode? There's, like, I think there's an old school mode, oh, and I think that there's cool. the remastered mode. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. That's cool. And the remastered mode is like patched, but yeah. I I think that's the case. But I've uh I've just been like. 
been watching random shows on Netflix. I've been I started I started watching Big Mouth, which is uh weird. I tried that. Weird uh, show. Makes me feel uncomfortable a lot, but I think that's yeah. the point. It didn't um, look appealing to me. The art style freaks me out. Like, <coughs> so the characters' faces are kind of weird. Like yeah. sometimes they have like an adult, well, in their world, an adult face, and then yeah. they're just like really small with huge heads. And like I know yeah. most cartoon characters, that's how they look. Eh, weird I me feel out. Feel like mm. the there's a big problem right now with like any animation that's for adults. One, they feel like it has to be like, oh, it's got to be an edgy comedy, and not necessarily mm-hmm. like oh, violent edgy, but like it's we have to really like be willing to offend people and mm-hmm. do you have racy jokes and it's like this oh. is the only possible way we can make animation for adults it's gonna look like shit be really cheap <laughs> and it's gonna yeah, have a bunch of celebrities everyone's gonna get mad at it, and we're gonna have a bunch of celebrity voices say racist uh, things South like Park that, did pretty yeah. well <laughs> so it's been like that in the West for profit. a long time yeah and yeah. I'm not saying that that's like like that there's nothing of value about some of that approach yeah but, but like it's frustrating to see everything take yeah that. like it's a feel like if you want to make animation for adults in the west that the only thing you can do is an edgy adult comedy and it has to be done that way are yeah. you trying to tell me that anime is better than big mouth no, <laughs> big mouth's probably i don't even though, know if so i said mouth. that <laughs> you said um, in the west specifically no i was kidding yeah. <laughs> So, image um, for adults that show Big Mouth that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think that that right. uh, that BoJack Horseman does a pretty good job of of being a not always comedy, like like delivering yeah. oh, on yeah. some stuff that is There's a, a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit more thought provoking than just uh, oh, '90s referential humor <laughs> yeah. and because uh, oh, they, they tackle the real issues like yeah. alcoholism I, I, and horsemen stuff right. like that. Well, yeah, no, I, I think they, they do touch on some really interesting oh. stuff there. No, yeah, they and, definitely. Uh, they kind of use the fact that it is a comedy to get to get people's eyeballs on it mm-hmm. when it can say some more interesting stuff, which yeah. I appreciate. So do you, you like Big Mouth? You like it so far? I I do like it, but it's definitely weird in like because <laughs> it's it's like. You know the humor of like my group of friends, yeah. very like bad, bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, lewd. Oh, so they talk about high the, and uh, just I vulgar, see, vulgar. Yeah, vulgar. So the show is very vulgar, but it's almost too much for even me, who's used to that. Yeah. Like, even though I guess it's not, it's not all that bad. But there's like, there's a character called the hormone monster, and he just is always. It's it's funny because he's just always talking about like telling the kid who's going through puberty always to bang everything and then it's there's little dumb things like that but I, I like the show and then uh, my birthday was also this week Hell yeah happy birthday happy birthday these wonderful friends got me some stuff they got me a racing wheel which is like dope because I love racing games I've never owned a racing wheel before uh, even though I was a uh, huge racist oh, yeah, <laughs> I was in the uh, top one percentile for uh, Fujimi Kaido downhill time attack in right. Forza Motorsport oh, 3 no I, was, I was pretty good I was pretty that's good that's insane dude. Uh, I was like a drift king except I didn't really you don't drift to go fast but um, I mean uh, and Seb got me a keyboard mechanical one which I'm super hyped on. No you gold contacts. You're going to be clickety-clacking. I'm going to be clacking so Your hard. Your online friends are going to love you. Is, I'm probably going to bring it <laughs> to this next episode and immediately just... <laughs> just, just punch, punch it away. Punch. Get some good foley. Yeah, it's not, not even going to be connected to the computer. It wouldn't even be the worst sound we've had on one of these episodes. Don't you have to plug it in for the clacks to happen? Yeah, it's electronic. No, it's mechanical. 
you know what's kind of funny? There's a lot of new cars nowadays that have, like, the V6 Mustang, I think, yeah. has um, engine noise come through the speakers. Yeah. yeah. So wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, uh, I don't know if it's... They might have actually phased out the V6 Mustangs. It might be four-cylinder, four-cylinder turbo Mustangs now. But I forgot what exactly... There's a couple other cars that do it. But, uh... And also, my wonderful girlfriend... Bought me Childish Gambino tickets for my birthday. Oh, so you're just coming on the show to brag now. I'm bragging (laughs) hard. (laughs) Bragging so hard. Didn't get one in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) A little upset. (laughs) But I'm super hyped on that. I'm a huge Childish Gambino fan. Maybe one day. Actually, everyone here has listened to Childish Gambino. I just remember what I wanted my weeks to be. I started to watch Atlanta season two. I'll talk about it later. Okay. I definitely need to watch Atlanta. It's amazing from what I've seen. Just never got to really sit down and appreciate it. Although there's one scene that I do like where it has um, as the guy at the gun range and he's shooting at a, a like a drawing of a dog or uh-huh. not drawing a target of a dog, uh-huh. and all these people looking at him all crazy and they're like, "What are you doing, man? Where are you shooting the thing of a dog?" He goes, "Oh, you know these dogs in the neighborhood. There's there's strays. They're going crazy. I just want to be able to know I can like hit them, you know." And then the guy at the gun range is like, "You can't shoot at a." at a target of a dog there's kids here and then <laughs> the super the bombshell the maybe men are the real monsters of yeah. the show or of that episode was uh he goes then why are we shooting at targets of people boom yeah I that was, was a really like, good ooh. scene like having it taken out of context and seeing it on like twitter and in like tumblr posts I think dumbs it down a little bit yeah, but 100%. it is it's a total non sequitur in the episode I think like mm-hmm. the, they were like they just do a scene where he's at a gun range and but it is a really good because everybody's like disgusted with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, Why have you ever shooted a dog? Yeah. Dude. They it's, have, yeah. It is a good scene though. They have a lot of other stuff like that too. Like when he uh, spoilers a main character is put in jail briefly, like overnight. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. In like one of the first episodes of the first season. Oh yeah. And um, on the promos actually, I think. Yeah. Okay. So you'll people will know, but uh, yeah, but basically there's the first episode. I don't think it's a spoiler. <laughs> Uh, Yusuke dies. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you. No, I'm never going to watch that. Episode one. <laughs> oh, you're right. He does die. Okay. I thought he dies later again or something. But so um, basically one of the main characters, he's in prison and there's one dude that's like a regular and there are the other people who are also regulars at like the at the county jail or whatever they're all laughing at the guy and they're like oh he's here every week and the main character goes uh shouldn't somebody like help him and immediately everyone's like yo shut the fuck up yeah it's like <laughs> oh, this dude's here every week and nobody's like everybody takes it so lightly and yeah they're like no it's funny that he has problems yeah uh but that's a really good show I've been, yeah i've been i should i should watch that instead of big mouth but <laughs> <laughs> Been watching Big Mouth, like it. Uh, Listen to other podcasts, our competitors, which I won't mention. <laughs> Every podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is like a, this is like a kid who tapes ty- styrofoam to his hands, saying he doesn't want to talk about fucking MMA fighters because there is competition. Oh my god. That's, oh. Um, Take a pause. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with the uh, fight some with the rest players. of the show. We're gonna yeah. fight some hockey players. I'm gonna, go I'm gonna train MMA to this fight. This is please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it, and we'll be right back.
So this week it was my choice, so I subjected everybody to some old dusty ass comic book that nobody cares about. Dusty uh, ass, head <laughs> ass. <laughs> Your Donald Duck comics featuring his uncle. Kratos' <laughs> son, boy ass. <laughs> so this week Fuck. is the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, uh, written and drawn by Don Rosa. Uh, these what? Yeah, I thought uh, Walt did these shits. <laughs> I'm sure his Mr. name's on there somewhere. Didn't do these. This uh, guy's yeah. 90 years old. Do you see that? You talking? To, oh yeah, oh, he is. This is a reissue. Uh, it, okay. This is a reissue. Um, I would have assumed a 90 year old. If we had done this, Scrooge McDuck uh, was 90 years ago, dude. Yeah, if we had done this show a couple years ago, it would be at the end of the episode. I'd be like, and uh, it is impossible to see legally, so I'll see you next week. But uh, <laughs> but this is one of those one of those times where uh, people. Disney, uh, being the giant mega corporation that they are, noticed, oh, we we own that, and people really care about it, especially in Europe. People really care about this in Europe, where, like, the Duck comics were, like, a gigantic thing for kids, where it's like, what is there, is there something that you can guarantee that kids have read in terms of comics here? Like, I feel like everyone's read Calvin and Hobbes, like, they just were mm-hmm. given them as kids. Yeah. And, like... Did you guys read the Archie comics, the Sonic Archie comics? Yes, but I not read... because they were given to me, because I screamed about them in grocery yeah. stores. <laughs> uh, I read, like, the Archie Archie comics. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like a lot of people read those, too. Yeah. That's, but even that's not, like, as, like, ubiquitous. Yeah, the as, only, like, the only comic that I could say I read as a child was, uh, Bazooka Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My favorite. <laughs> the ones that came in my Lunchables. <laughs> they had comics in those? Yeah, so, yeah. so this was... I asked to eat those. <laughs> <laughs> these were, these were first published, uh, by the Danish publisher... Egmont <laughs> in the magazine oh, Anders and Company guys. from 1992 to 94. What? And then later uh, in English they were published uh, in the weekly Uncle Scrooge it's a comic book. Or the out. monthly Uncle Scrooge comic book. In Europe it's Scrooge with O-U. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge with an umlaut. <laughs> Scrooge. 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 Uh, so I... I have loved this story for a long time. I saw it uh, less than legally online, uh, but it was still impossible to find anywhere. And then only recently did they reprint it into these nice hardcover volumes uh, that I cannot recommend enough. They are gorgeous, and they have little extra features in them, too. Yeah, there um, were a lot of pages of There's, like, cup holders in them. It was really, yeah. it was really, really cool to uh, leaf through some of the... Stuff in the back. There's like 25 pages of like really cool oh, shit. behind the you scenes. Did the stuff. opposite. I was like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna finish this. Then I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to work though. I should have done it earlier, but still. Yeah, you could rip through these real fast. It's yeah, I was like, oh, I have 25 pages left. I'm not gonna be finished in time, and then it was over because there's so much bonus stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah. they're not particularly dense, like in terms of like writing. Yeah, that's that's fine though. It doesn't need to be like, oh my god, like the later volumes of Hunter yeah. Hunter to bring that up yeah. later. I think, or it goes um, to the show where it's like all text. I think, I, think we'll probably get, I think we'll probably get to it, but um, I really liked a lot of the background gags, and I think that, that, kept, yeah, that, that kept the um, same. 
that kept kind of the like the the sparse text and the like the the light story kind of really interesting was looking for cool details and uh the story does have like an emotional heart to it it's the story yeah. of like of scrooge mcduck the character from ducktales or from uh, mickey's christmas carol or whatever and they and he was introduced in 1947 but he was already meant to be old so um Carl Barks, who Anit did most of the Duck comics, and I know, I'm waiting for Cam's oh, joke on this. I was gonna do it. I write that Barks would do a Duck thing. He wrote a lot. He wrote and drew a lot of iconic uh, stories with this character, and um, the guy who wrote and drew the, this book, uh, he grew up on those stories. And so he had, like, an encyclopedic uh, encyclopedic fan knowledge of all of them, and he's like, oh, I'm going to make them all canon. So basically everything... Oh, that's cool. So he designed a backstory for Scrooge McDuck. Well, Disney had asked him to, but he was they asked him to because he was such a big fucking nerd about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he fits all these things in, including a weird aside about how, he's, how he says he was once a baron in Africa, and then they even fit that into a story later on. Um... Yeah, there's just so it's there's so much to it. I really enjoyed it, and I'm gonna let everyone else give their impressions about it because I've, uh, like I can't believe this is published in '92 for for a start. That seems yeah. weird. So you picked this because you just liked it, like like you just really. Like, I think it's it something. You? It's something special. It's something that yeah. was special to me, and it's something that I feel like a lot of people don't know about in any way. You said it brought you back into comics, right? Yeah, it did. This this is one of the stories that brought me back into comics. This All Star Superman and. Um, Next wave, which is not really worth talking about. Well, one thing that I think I thought, and I think you brought this up at some point, is that it has a through line, like it has a storyline through Mm -hmm. the whole book, which I wouldn't expect from like one of these old Disney. Well, this isn't that old, like Disney comics. Yes. um, That would that is it has canon and Mm -hmm. like recurring characters and like reasons for shit, which like yeah, especially back like old Marvel comics. So like I don't care, it doesn't matter who's this guy. I'm very used to very used to static characters and one-off stories. Right. So this was really fun to see a character pop up in like one of the second or third stories, and then uh, and then pop up towards the end of the the second book, which I don't know if all of you guys. Got I didn't get that. But and like that they change his I design throughout the other like yeah through the book they mm-hmm. change it, which was cool. Yeah, because he's getting older throughout it, right? So. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. At the end like of the that. second volume, he is almost 60 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to see him get to that point. Like, you <clears> see him, like, leave home as a kid, and then you see him, like, sort of grow into this old man. It's it's one of those things where it's like a whole... It's the life and times of Scrooge McDuck. It's a lifetime story. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's that thing. Um, do we just want to go around? Yeah, let's wanna... get to it. All right, Seb, I'll, I'll just leave, leave it off to Seb for impressions first. Yeah, so um, I had actually... I didn't ever read this until Nick, like, shoved it in my face, which is fine. Um, but I had, like, a passing interest in it for a long time because the first time I actually was really aware that it existed was um, one of the, like, kind of uh, front men of one of my favorite metal bands, Nightwish. Had, Thomas Halopanian, or how uh, do you pronounce it? Thomas Halopanian. Thomas Halloween. Thomas. Of course. Now I get it. I didn't understand who you guys were talking about. If you can't tell from Australian to pronounce his name, he's a European who probably grew up with these comics. I think he's. I think they're like. 
Finnish or Danish or something like this. This, these were Finnish. really important to kids in Europe in yeah. the early nineties. Yeah. So Thomas um, is uh, from Nightwish. He's like the pretty much the driving creative force behind the whole band. Um, and he has done a bunch of side projects, and one of them was an album based on the life and times of Scrooge McDuck. And um, it's literally called "Music Inspired by yeah. the Life and Times of Scrooge nice. McDuck." Yeah. And the artist for this, who has got to be like a hundred years he old, he did the or some cover art. Now, he did the cover yeah. art for the album. That's yeah, dope. and it's yeah. great. And the the whole album, it's like it's like like an orchestral album. It's not like some cartoony shit or anything. Um, it's it's not one of your baby beautiful. albums. Yeah, it's not one of your baby albums. <laughs> it's it's got like an groups. orchestra. <laughs> um, I was reading M for Mature. Yeah. Um, so so I always had like a passing interest in the comic. Because um, I was like, how could this like cartoon duck inspire one of my favorite metal creators to create this beautiful, like majestic music, right? So then Nick comes in and he's like, oh, hey, I just got these copies of Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Like, why don't you read them? And I'm like, you know what? I think no. I'll read them. <laughs> she is, she is no. by the way, the no first person who has ever said yes to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other people I know who like comic books or, or like cartoons or whatever, it's a, t- it's a real yeah. hard sell, but I, I that's one of the reasons I picked it is because like, it's so, it's worth it. Like, it, but it's hard, it's a hard thing to like, pitch to somebody of like yeah this funny animal character comic gets really good I promise yeah I mean like I rarely say no to things Nick uh, pitches to me because I know most of the time he has pretty good taste it's the opposite of what I do for like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends I'm like I don't know yeah. yeah yeah. when we were seven you liked uh, <laughs> X-Men comp no, that oh, was no. X-Men comp oh. <laughs> um, but yes so um, I like when I I actually didn't reread it for this but I, I read this like a year ago I think yeah not not that long ago yeah um, and my thing, I I really love the art. Like, there's something just really charming about this period of cartooning. It like just all the slapstick that's kind of like happening in the background and you know even in the foreground. Um, and I it's thought it's colored it, really well. Like, yeah, the colors are really good. Um, can I actually have have that? Um, and then like. I think part of that is having the art and the artist, like the writing and the artist, be the same person. Yeah, it's another yeah. it's really another helpful. one person show where they have control over every aspect of it. No communication, nothing gets lost in between the artist and the writer. And they're fans of the old stuff. So oh yeah, absolutely. Be, it's gonna have a continuous style either way. Yeah, there's also um, a lot that's I I really like that. Um, how he fits in with like pretty much every period like between what is it like 18... 1877 yeah. and 1947 yeah. is the timeline of the whole book like he meets Teddy Roosevelt he goes through the gold rush he goes to Australia he, he, rushes, he yeah. rushes for a lot of gold he rushes for a lot <laughs> of gold of he this. rushes for diamonds um, he's, like, he's there during like the fucking manifest destiny. <laughs> yeah, so he kills like a billion. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird issue. Yeah, it was weird. He definitely like curb stomp Sacagawea. <laughs> yeah, named character <laughs> Dakajawea. <laughs> and Scrooge himself, um, 
like you're kind of made to think of him like before reading this you kind of think of him as like oh his name is scrooge he's got a lot of money He's a big grouch, you know, like, (laughs) what a flat and um, somewhat charming, but flat and greedy character, and that's what he was supposed to be, but, like, in this, you're, like, actually kind of rooting for him to become rich, even if... (laughs) By the end, he, like, locks himself... Step on himself. those common people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do even, it. yeah, even if by the end he, like, locks himself in his Tower of Gold and doesn't talk to anybody for, like, <laughs> ten years or something like that, like, twenty yeah, years. Yeah, it's, 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 like, the, um, uh, Cam and George didn't get this because we, I, I should have assigned, like, the whole thing, but also we had a time limit to work with, but, uh, by the end of the second volume... Scrooge is a jerk. He's an yeah. asshole. Like, he doesn't oh, yeah. want to deal with anybody, and then... Donald and the nephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie showing up are what make him realize like oh no it's not just adventuring and I, I was do adventuring at the beginning because I wanted the money so that I could support myself and now I realize that I forgot why I went out and did all that stuff in the first place it's because I wanted to support my family as well and now I have a lot of money and I'm fine but I'm not paying attention to anyone and I'm not talking to anyone else and I don't have a family and I don't go on adventures anymore and that's what I miss. And so, like, you, you see him do, like, a full loop almost as this character of, like, constantly, like, getting worse and worse as more things happen to him, as he loses people, as he gets older, as he acquires more money, as people screw him out of things. Like, he doesn't just get all the money at once. Like, there are times where he goes back to zero in the point. In the, <laughs> there are a lot of times yeah. where he goes back to zero, especially that's in the first pretty point. much every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, he he becomes pretty much the person who would have given somebody a worthless American coin where yeah uh, yeah where it is worthless, um, because that's his origin. There's yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The first issue is him doing like he's a shoe shiner and he shines a grave digger's boots. in in Scotland. Yeah, by the way, Scotland. this is why it's I'm worthless. Right. Right. He just digs holes. He's a ditch digger. <laughs> he's a ditch digger. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> what was he not? They're not allowed they to say grave. They didn't well, like they didn't talking about that. how dead people are. There I, are ghosts in this, <laughs> this second issue. <laughs> but anyway, so he does it, and the it's all a setup from his father. That, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To and the grave. I mean, I'm sorry, Holman <laughs> gives him an American dime, which is actually which is worthless. So he yeah. does the most work he's ever done in his life, and he gets nothing out of it. He's technically not a man. He's a some type of animal. He's some. Yeah, that was he's weird. A duck, He's a, no, he's not, he's not a duck, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think like he's like a beak. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they're most all of, dogs. Yeah. Most of the nondescript, uh, non-McDuck family are dogs, but there are, like, weird other animals, too. Yeah, there's some birds yeah, like, and stuff. Teddy Roosevelt was, like, a weird dog person. And not a teddy bear. You are talking about yeah. him in real life, right? <laughs> yes. Um, he was yeah, a dog a duck person shit, who right? uh, <laughs> ran America and rode horses. Um, uh, it's weird to me do that the you dog want to people. More impressions? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can. Well, you you want to you um, want to go? Up do you have, you more have more to say? say? Oh, I was I was gonna say it's weird to me. Uh, the dog people are kind of unsettling to me because they don't have any fur. <laughs> I don't like, like you. Either. Yeah, you can see like there. It's just skin, and they'll get like stubble and, and shit. Oh yeah, that's really, really weird. It's like this dog person grew a beard. It's like shouldn't you have that? To I, I guess begin? you're supposed to assume they shaved like, their <laughs> entire bodies. Yeah, it's just really <laughs> strange. Whereas the dog. Except you think about that, 
I think they eat a fucking like roast chicken at some point in this God. in this book, and it's like don't think about that. I you're gonna... I, yeah. I really like how fast and loose they are with all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I yeah. think it makes it really endearing. A but couple it's... of days ago, we were talking about how it, in the first episode of Pokemon, there were just birds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't know what they were fucking doing. Yeah. Or, like, uh... And this one's not a Pokemon. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Like Getting back onto kidding. why we were saying this is weird, uh, I do agree that have, seeing, like, a dog person with a mustache on the end of their snout is a little weird, mm-hmm. which is, like, something that happens a lot. <laughs> it would be you less see... weird if it was, um... Like growing out of fur that was already on their face. Yeah, and like, then like, like the, duck, the ducks. There, okay, so um, uh, Flintheart Glomgold, who is a, a contender for one of my favorite cartoon name characters in anything, um, his beard is growing out of like the back of his face because it's not growing out of the the beak that he's he has. Got a neck beard. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's, it's like growing. <laughs> But like the dog, ca- the dog characters, their mustaches and beards are at the end of their snout, but the ducks have it all the way at the back, which is yeah. weird. And it's like if we've already thought about this too much. Yeah, <laughs> we've given this more thought than anyone who's come up with these. Except for probably Don Rosa. Uh, Cam, uh, oh, did you God. have some impressions on this uh, on this book? Yeah, I definitely would not have read it if it wasn't part of the show if it wasn't forced to find you <laughs> yeah like I, this is the opposite of what I'm interested in like this old uh, like I have respect for the old like Disney stuff but like I can't imagine the comics were ever good like the stuff that this stuff is based on have you ever read any of it uh, it yeah some, it's pretty good it's, it's pretty not nice. as good as this but it, it has value yeah like I could definitely understand like you know like in Europe that they're set in Europe it's a little more special for them and that's what they bought instead of like they weren't as into superheroes um, and stuff, or um, like some, or Archie or whatever. They like, weren't as into either of those really. Like a lot of comics over there are goofy comedy things. Like yeah. there's Asterix, which um, if anyone has ever played Lost Vikings or knows what that is, that's what that's based off of. It's yeah. like two Viking characters, one big fat one and one no, tiny they're Gaulish. angry one. They're okay, Celts. They're Gaulish. They're Celts. Okay, so, but they get around. They go into goofy historical hijinks, and there's other. There's a lot of French comics that are sort of goofy slapstick mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, like um, like uh, comics that we all read as kids were mostly like newspaper things. They yeah, compiled in the mm-hmm. tra- like trades, I guess, like like the Far Side and um, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, like Far Side. I forgot like, about Far Side. Huge influence on my sense of humor and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But like, yeah, I don't think. I worked at Disney World, so, like, the, the... It's really cool when you see old shit and characters they don't talk about more, like, represented in, like, mm-hmm. their, like... You know, anything. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, a menu item on... Yeah. Like, you see Scrooge McDuck. Like, like, yeah. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> they remember Scrooge McDuck? And they have, like, multiple outfits for Scrooge McDuck. I saw a yeah. Scrooge McDuck outfit, like, safari one for Animal Kingdom. I'm like, Whoa. when is this for? But when it's does perfect, Scrooge... though. It is I perfect! Really it's, I really like seeing, like, older Disney characters, too. Yeah. Like, I'm really waiting for them uh, to have, like, the, <laughs> the crows from... <laughs> I really want those Jim Crows back. <laughs> Just really counting the days. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I wouldn't have ever read this, I don't think. But just because I can't, like, like I said, I wouldn't expect them to be good because a lot of that stuff around that time was just kind of made with no respect for the people reading it. But, like, because this person liked them and wanted to actually give them, like, more of a story and stuff, that was what was interesting to me. I did really enjoy it. 
I liked how episodic it was. A lot of the times, it is dumb, but, like, I'll go to read a comic, and then there's just, like, giant, like, walls of text and, like, shit that... It Last just, time on X-Men, yeah, Apocalypse like, decided to activate <laughs> his gene-killing mutant machine. Again! Again! Like, <laughs> he already did it ten times. Like, and now, like, there's... You might I don't like from issue 156. Dialogue-heavy comic books, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By issue 136. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't like overly dialogue-heavy um, books. I like that this is cartoony and slapstick-based, and I know the character... Like, I even I have a fondness for these characters, and I didn't... I don't think I've seen Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, really? It's, it's like, it, is, it is one of my absolute yeah. favorite tellings of the Christmas Carol. Really? I, I, like, so I do good. like Love the Christmas good. Carol better, but yeah. I think Mickey's Christmas Carol is still really good. We yeah. definitely watched it as a kid because Mama had oh, a VHS yeah. of it. A lot of Disney stuff when we were growing up was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I was big on was Mickey House of Mouse. House of Mouse, yeah. House of Mouse when I was on House TV. of Mouse was just a way to repurpose old cartoons, but Scrooge was in that all the time. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I and so it. was Max from... Uh, goof a Troop in a Goofy movie, movie yeah. which is yeah. weird to think that he's sort of faded out of like existence like he doesn't happen anymore but it's like Goofy definitely has a son Goofy at some point did fuck it's his estranged son who doesn't talk to him anymore because he's too weird <laughs> which one we just need to wait until edginess comes back in and then Max yeah. is gonna Max is gonna come in hard probably with like green hair or something I think it'll probably happen soon because I know a lot of people that really love the Goofy movie yeah, so like that's, that's a, I love it they were good it's just I like great, yeah. I liked film. an extremely Goofy movie I never <laughs> saw that that one was a little too extreme it's for me. I couldn't handle it I was like water this down <laughs> imagine too goofy. Imagine the movie Brink combined with Goofy. That's, that's literally what it was. It was Brink with Goofy with a little bit of American Pie, a few sex scenes. Oh, no, just but relating it to this, like that's what's gonna happen. I feel is because like this character kind of probably fell off a little bit, but then someone who loved that character mm. is now in charge, and they're like, "Oh, let's bring that shit back." Like I yeah, think like that's have, what's gonna happen with. They, the I mean, they have that modern Ducktales that's been oh yeah, yeah for yeah, a while. Exactly. And yeah. uh, I was reading some interviews, and they were saying that they took inspiration from these comics for a few of the episodes, and I'm like, oh, wow. "Holy shit, are they gonna give us some deep lore? Do they care about like the history of probably these characters?" Uh, they they the show kind of disappointed me on that front, but it's pretty good. I just happened to be on a page of something I wanted to talk about. There's a part where. One of the dog characters wears a dog costume. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? He's, he's the dog of Flanders, or whatever he is. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like so... That kind of thing nuts. happens a lot. Uh, and then I was thinking, but we wear costumes as yeah. humans. Yeah, yeah. that's well, not like, that weird. I guess it's we fine. don't normally wear a costume Well, they're like, oh shit, it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, oh shit, it's a human. <laughs> Yeah, because Sometimes we're, like we're being yeah. specific Honestly, people yeah. and not just like, I am a human, disguised yeah. as a human. I am generic. The human. man of Flanders. <laughs> I am man. <laughs> uh, but it was good. I like how um, supernatural everything is. I like that he travels the world, but to real locations. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I don't like about a lot of uh, shows and comics and stuff, that they'll be like, oh, I'm in blank, like, or I can't think of anything, so like Gotham, like... Yeah. I would almost like it more if they were just like, he's in Chicago. Like, I like that Spider-Man's yeah. in New York. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. that's a place that he can go to and, like, yeah, I know that. I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to the grasslands, hmm. uh, of, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. The, one, the, one, the, yeah. the situation that I like. I'm going to Cairo. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't need, they didn't need to call it New Duck City or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then, like, I don't like that shit. Yeah, like, just, but. 
the I only... mean, it would be too confusing because we already have New Donk City. Right? <laughs> 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 40 right. years in the future, he's we already right have that. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did get a platformer game for the NES, Scrooge McDuck, That's in true. terms of DuckTales. And if you if you put the two good. cartridges next to each other, really good. he's yeah. right next to It's them. really, well, really good. And also, quick uh, plug for something that doesn't make anyone any money anymore. Uh, DuckTales Remastered, if you can find a way to get a physical copy of that, or if it's still available for download anywhere. That game is insanely good. It's yeah, a it's really awesome. good-looking uh, remaster of the original NES DuckTales it's game. It's a real thick game. It's just... And they got uh, they got the voice actor for Scrooge McDuck who... Um, uh, that was Alan, his last Alan role Young, that was his last Scrooge. role. at Not just his last Doing role Doing this Scrooge. game killed him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he said that. Dude, one of the wives Nick, do you remember... Like, I'll die seeing... if I do this. Like, yeah. Walt's like, do it. The last bit of his key was spent. On <laughs> Dude, yeah. so m- me and Nick caused Scrooge's voice to die. Uh, we were sitting in um, a bad local restaurant, uh, which we were only in because it is open 24 yeah. hours. McDonald's. We can say it. We can say it. It was townhouse. Uh, and we were talking about how um, Disney was like, there, there might be plans to uh, reboot DuckTales. And I was like, well, they better get on that before uh, Scrooge's voice dies, huh? And I got up the next morning and he was dead. Oh, rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, George, do you want yeah, to dive right in? Oh, yeah. So, uh, like Cam was saying, I really appreciated how, like, wait. Oh, my God. I actually just forgot what Cam was saying. <laughs> okay. uh, I didn't say anything. Um, I really appreciated how Cam said I, uh, It was really he, cool. He talked about so, dogs being in dog costumes, Scrooge going to real pr- real places. Yeah, the he t- lore was He good, talked like about the, the lore was good, like, through line was good, and the episodic, uh, uh, nature, concept, of the episodic nature of the story was good, where like you could come back and he was on a different adventure every issue. That was the part I wanted to get to that I okay. really appreciated. I actually did not read these in order. I oh, read really? the, yeah. I read the first one first. That's weird. The, <laughs> yeah, they were, I realized that they were different, so I was just uh, like... I did that with Gunbuster. I was like, better start with four. Okay. <laughs> I read the first one first, and then... How, was it Monday? I was just like really tired, and I was... I, the, the second one didn't interest me. You thought me. it was a mad guess, so you opened it for the other side. <laughs> oh, I read it right to left the whole time. It was real... <laughs> Why is he in this next panel? But, um... Why does he keep walking backwards? <laughs> uh, I definitely liked it. I did like how it was episodic, though, because that also helped me. Like, some yes, stuff... absolutely. Like, I would have fallen off, I think, if it yeah. wasn't. Mm. I, like, you know, clean breaks. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. you when you come back for each issue, it's not just, like, oh, we're going to get to see another part of Scrooge's life. It's, like, he's going to... He has another plan to get his fortune. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like, oh, this time I'm going to... I'm gonna make it on the rivers, or I'll make it in the wild west, or I'll I'll make it uh, panning for gold in the gold rush, or I'll make it mining for copper, or or doing whatever. Like every single time, it's something a little different. Although it's constantly moving forward with the theme of he's make he wants to make money to send back home to his family in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot of like small little callbacks, just like um, in Buckaroo of the Badlands. Yeah, he which was my favorite one. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that was the one where he he becomes friends with Teddy Roosevelt, uh, and I like how they they like hint at it. Like they yeah. don't say, "Oh, I'm Teddy Roosevelt." He's like, "Yeah, I uh, 
a, a list of things that Teddy Roosevelt has done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did all the gang of friends called the like Rough him. Riders. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, to a T, he does stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I went to college, and then I just muffed kids up for a while. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I know who did that. But um, I really like that specifically. And there was little things that I thought were funny, just like um, the in the beginning of it, uh, Jesse James is robbing the train that uh, Scrooge McDuck is on, uh-huh. and I also appreciate that they show Scrooge McDuck kind of a badass. Oh, kind absolutely! Of, oh, yeah, kind of a tough guy. Um, so you know he's getting robbed, and then they're like, "Oh, he only has this one piece of change on him, or something like that," mm-hmm. which was like uh, his, his, his first lucky dime. His yeah. lucky dime, and it's like tied on a string around his body. Uh, and then Scrooge McDuck outwits these gang members uh, by he has some. Gold dentures. dentures gold yeah gold dentures and then he's like oh there's more stuff it's all hidden inside the dentures you have to press down yeah, on the yeah. molars and they're like oh, okay and they put their, put their fingers inside <laughs> the dentures individually yeah. put one finger in there I think it was because you had to press all four yeah I think yeah. that's why they did it yeah and then he smashes that like button of the dentures <laughs> like so hard like it if it was real nigga hours yeah. the like. <laughs> real quick on the same topic I want to talk about the scene where He's running up to the uh, nickel farm, is it? Mm-hmm. Or nickel processing plant. It's like the first one there will be the owner of like that whole Oh, yeah, because nobody's claimed it yet. And then he goes up there and he like straight up like, uh, what's that game where you fight Hyrule Warriors? What are those games called? Dynasty Muso? Warriors? Yeah, Muso, game? Muso games, like a hundred people for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That's one part I didn't really like, that he like straight up knocks the shit out of like a hundred dudes. <laughs> but they like, and their superhero. only excuse for that is like, yo man, you don't want to get between him and his money. He's like, oh, so he'll there, kill a hundred um, dudes? <laughs> there's, one, there's one really good part about that in the second book. Oh yeah? yeah. Um, where they have him tied up, tied up in a steamboat. Uh, and he literally tears the whole thing apart, <laughs> throws a piano out the window, and then everyone is scared to death of him. And then later, <laughs> later, later, cool. later in that second book, somebody brings it up, and they're like, aren't you the person who tore apart Steve with your bare hands? And he's like, I don't know if you should believe things that people just tell you about about what I did. It's yeah. all exaggerated. He I actually gets kind of a reputation. Like, yeah. Oh, I like book. that. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I also like how they like end up explaining other things, such as um, the what you call it handbook. They explain that how the handbook thing happens. Yeah. That's that was it. That was pretty fun. Why? Yeah. Is the handbook is is that come up in the second book? That comes up in yeah. a different comic in the, uh, the second okay. volume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there's like how it occurred, right? And the kids that it's passed down from. And then there's also, um, like, another detour into, like, uh, what is their present day, mm-hmm. and going with the, um, the three triplets, the, um, Huey, yeah, Dewey, and Yeah, like, one of, one of their adventures is about this book, and yeah. then oh, okay. you see how it came to be later yeah. in the... And, the and how they, yeah. like, try to find the Library of, of Alexandria, and it ends up, they have all the contents, um, that is not otherwise known from the uh, Library of Alexandria in their handbook huh. yeah. the whole time. And I thought that was, like, really That's nuts. fun. Mm-hmm. I like um, uh, quick quick aside, I just wanted to, I just saw, read one of the gags that I remember, which is, um, 
the electricity is just being installed everywhere, and <laughs> yeah. one of the light bulbs gets bl- broken, and one of the the bartender's like, "Great, you broke it. Can somebody get them up? Now it's gonna get all over the floor. Yeah, the electricity's electricity, getting yeah, the electricity, the electricity's getting out. So somebody mops it up and just like nothing, and puts it in a bucket, and then he pours this empty bucket out the window, and a cat gets electrocuted. <laughs> and and the cat, like, I guess there was electricity. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was leaking on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that dumb joke is <laughs> something that is like almost not at all the focus of what is happening in those panels, but it's just something funny that happens in the background. Watching it made me, I mean, reading it made me realize how much I actually miss, like, watching cartoons mm-hmm. because yeah. of, like, little dumb gags like that. Um, like, one of the things that happens, again, on the train is uh, a guy's trying to sell him, I think he's trying to sell him it, right? Yeah. Uh, square, yeah a square egg. Yeah, a square egg. And then Scrooge is like, all right, all right, I'm no, uh, I could tell you're a quack, pun intended. He doesn't yes. say that. But he's like, oh, all right, I know when I'm being duped. A bullet rips through the, uh, the, the square egg. It's an actual square egg. Yeah. <laughs> and it, from this point onwards, he's convinced that it actually doesn't like mention it, but there's a callback to it. Where it seems that he's convinced that this square egg is actually going to lead to a fortune. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> so like, gosh, I hope I find a square yeah. chicken. Yeah. That's <laughs> what ends up happening. He's like, oh, there could be anything in there. There could be gold or diamonds or. And then the thought bubble comes up and it's a square chicken <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's looking just, so smug. It would be like this crazy thing, but would you make any money off of like square eggs? Or, like, oh, you could probably stack them up to shit. Yeah. yeah. You could probably, you could probably, uh, what's going to store them chickens easier. that they're, they're, they're all on shape means they can't be stacked as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> bullshit. <Think laughs> of how many more chickens you could put in a chicken coop if you can stack them on top of each other. Yeah, the real problem with animals is that they're not cubic meters. Not yeah. Yeah. You can play Tetris with them. It's, it's a sign of, like, a status Obvious. symbol. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, um, it's like, little things like that I liked a lot, and then, uh, certain gags in the background, I know Alex said that he yeah. appreciated the gags in the background. In the first... Uh, the first series, she, uh, what was the duck's name? The Goldie? witch. Oh, no, Magica. Magica. Yeah. So she decides to go back in the past to dupe a 10-year-old Scrooge out of, I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> I'm no, not going to ruin can, it. You can, you can do it, it because this, this is the okay. first story in this book, and, and it's if you want to talk to about it, yeah. Outside of, like, if someone wanted to follow along with this, this might be the hardest thing to find no, well, actually, Gunbuster is impossible to get your hands on legally. Yeah, but you can Google Gunbuster and watch I it on Kiss Anime. Legally, <laughs> the feds are We watching. do not endorse Kiss Anime. We I do, however, endorse thousands <laughs> of other uh, legal streaming sites that don't steal There's money. There's thousands of those? Brought, brought to you by Audible.com. Brought to you by Audible.com. If you want to listen to Gunbuster on Audible, God bless you. I don't know how you'd do it, but... It's still in Japanese. <laughs> the entire thing right, is just... Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. So, what ends up happening is... She is like, oh, nice, I'm in the past. Oh, but I need to fit in. So as she's walking through this back alley, she you know, does a spell and gives herself some clothes to fit the era. And somebody sees it, and he's drinking a beer. And then the next panel is the, well, you see the guy looking at the beer that he's drinking, and the next panel is him pouring the beer out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this stuff's no good for me. <laughs> seeing these crazy things. I've seen that joke a thousand times, but it always it's makes so me laugh. It's, it's a classic gag. And then the, the little things like, uh, again, going back to the t- the train, the Chapter. what's what is it? Buckaroo of the Badlands. Buckaroo of the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing 
Scrooge, it looks like everyone thinks that he's just this amazing horseback rider, but actually oh, yeah. his belt gets caught on the um the, the like, saddle of the horse. Yeah. Every single Every time. single time. So people are like, look at his crazy trick ride, and he's just taking off his clothes just for the fun of it. <laughs> he's just fucking it, flaunting his <laughs> fantastic riding skills. When in reality he's holding on like accidentally because yeah, he, of his belt. Yeah, like this horse that kicks everyone else off and he just did it by accident because yep. his belt hooked onto yeah. the saddle. And he just, he rolls with it. He's like, yeah, I'm just sick with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, There's that one part where he's he's riding the horse in the night. Yeah. Everybody's sick of his trick riding and he's like, well, what's up with the ground here? And it turns out he's just riding on the back of like a bunch of bulls. Yeah. And like the guy who owns the bulls are like, dude, come on. Yeah. Trick riding. You get that you're cool. Yeah. You know, come on. Stop being sick. It's like midnight. Just <laughs> being a show off now. Yeah. But it, it was just cool to see Scrooge McDuck in these different situations. Because I, when I saw Scrooge McDuck in like cartoons and stuff, it was mainly in the context that he was like the rich, mean grandpa. I mean, obviously, sometimes they would yeah. show him with Huey Dewey and Louie, and he'd be a sweetie pie. Yeah. But then seeing him like save that like was it the Aboriginal man in like Australia, and yeah. that was, it was cool to see him like huck a boomerang. I don't know. It just, yeah, it was cool to see him. It's not in the a kind of environment light. you expect to see this character in. Exactly, which is something that I really appreciated. I, I already like. I kind of like that like duck out of water. If you know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That doesn't work because they they are out of water. <laughs> they're it's primarily like out of the water. <laughs> they're amphibians. No, I know they're not. Amphibious <laughs> bird. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, no, it was, I, I enjoyed it. It was really cool. Uh, another thing, like I'm as really happy have, that you guys are liking this because this this is something that is like really important to me, and I just feel like a jackass every time. I'm like, hey, you know this uh, cartoon corporate character <laughs> yeah. is uh, part of one of my favorite stories, and it was just cool. like the old mean guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's cool? The old mean rich guy from uh, European comics that nobody cares about. Yeah. Here, please read them, and it was just like, ah, fuck off. It's like, like absolutely. Except not, for Sam, it would have been it would have been great if Scrooge was actually like. A genuinely terrible like this is like all Walt Disney's super racist works that'd be great <laughs> and it's uh, just like this I really mean, influenced my childhood and <laughs> it's just Scrooge McDuck like yeah. on a plantation <laughs> like, this is how I got my money I think that's how you assume he got all his money <laughs> yeah cause like if you don't know how Scrooge got his money what's your first assumption it's like well he seems to own all these businesses but what did he do to get there uh I don't know probably owned some kind of old white house. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright, uh, Alex, are you ready to jump in? You yeah. Um, I thought this was pretty fun. Um, Fun's a great word. Oh, it absolutely. was whimsical yeah. even. Yeah. It's something... <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. It's, <laughs> it's something that you don't really like... You don't realize that's what you want until you see it. Now, see... Or, uh, Maybe I was different from, from everybody else, but once, once Nick mentioned this, I was I was actually kind of excited to check this out. Because uh, this this was not something that I, like, really knew about. Like, I, I, I knew that there was more to Scrooge's character than just DuckTales and uh, The Christmas Carol. But I had never sought any of that out, even though I, he is one of my favorite characters in, like, all of Disney. Um, so I was actually rather excited to check this out. Um, yeah, and you don't really read like a lot of comic books no, or anything. Not at all. Yeah. But if I if I were to read comic books, these are the kind of comics that I would read. Oh yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, because I'm not really into superhero stuff, but I like this kind of like, this is the kind of stuff that I would find in like in a newspaper. Mm -hmm. I'm like that's mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that I would enjoy, um, mm -hmm. mostly. Uh, 
so yeah, this this was great. Um, like I mentioned, I liked a lot of the background details and the stupid this yeah, like the, the stupid gags, gags the but... silly callbacks to other stuff. Yeah, um, it was all really really well thought out. Mm-hmm. I, which I this is definitely this definitely feels like the the work of a big fan, like we mentioned. Um, who I, like the, uh, Don Rosa who did this. <laughs> He, he definitely had like a lot of these gags thought out or like uh, oh I can call back to this that would be really cool yeah it's um, like oh and this brings him here and he decides to go to this place next to make his fortune yeah and uh, it was it was like gyro gear loose he can meet him here and he's gonna fucking invent the wheel but the wheel's already yeah. been invented so he throws it out the window and like, yeah this uh, this was all really really internally consistent which I really liked um, couple parts that I, I thought were were favorites. I really liked the the whole riverboat section was really fun. Oh yeah. Um, I think that was that was my pro- probably my favorite one. Um, I also really liked the part where he goes to heaven, <laughs> and sees oh, all of. Oh, the, yeah, oh wait, yeah, I got that part. Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. It sees all of his all... ancestors I playing golf, and I... they're all shit. I always <laughs> forget that that part is in this book. So yeah, whenever I, I reread it or recommend it to somebody, I'm like. Uh, oh yeah, it's like a really like kind of grounded story about this the way this character gets uh, his riches, but then he like meets his ancestors and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, dude, good, good on you. <laughs> You're doing a great job." And it's just like a weird thing to think about of just like, "Oh yeah, there's the part in the movie where ghosts definitely show up." Yeah. And one earlier story hinges on ghosts not showing yeah. up. So I've, that- <laughs> um, I've always kind of liked the trope where uh, somebody has a near death experience and they meet their ancestors mm-hmm. and then and then. Like they they have some wacky adventure in heaven for a little bit, and then they're like, "Oh, like you're not ready to be here. Go back to the story." Oh yeah. my god! Uh, Just like in Black really yeah. one of those. <laughs> I, I think that that is that is one of my favorite tropes in oh, fiction, yeah. and it's it's just really fun whenever they do that, and especially with the with the ton of uh, references they've already made to Scrooge's oh, yeah, ancestors. They, they, they talk about yeah. like these old these characters that you don't think are going to be important in any way. It's like it's like oh, oh he had a pirate ancestor. Like that's cool, mm. but then you see the guy and you're like oh fuck. <laughs> There he is. <laughs> yeah. What was the deal with the guy? I remember laughing at a joke this morning where it was like the guy with the suit of armor on, and he's like, I would be much better at golf if I could take this suit of armor. <laughs> yeah. But then he has some like crazy reason that he can't take it off in heaven. Like, there's like, what do you remember this? I don't remember what it is, but this reminds me. I remember seeing that and it reminding me of. Um, remember, I was. I talked about it a little while ago. I don't think it was on the show. How I always thought it was weird that when a celebrity dies, even if oh, you they did bring it up on the show. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about Stephen Hawking. Yeah. <laughs> when a celebrity dies, even if they were like, like disabled, they would show like the comics in the newspaper the next day would show them in heaven still disabled. Yeah. Which I was like, I wonder if like Christopher Reeves would be pissed about that. He's just like, oh, Christopher Reeves is up there about that. Yeah. using his jazzy <laughs> quadriplegic. Yeah. T- it's nuts. Um, Maybe it's the same thing. <laughs> what else? Uh, yeah. I, so I did get to read the second the second book, um, which which you guys didn't. But there was some really fun stuff in there, especially the origin of like how um, how Scrooge got uh, the hill in Duckburg where he has the money bin on. Oh yeah, uh, that all it was all really cool. It was an old fort, and then he kicks out the wilderness explorers or whatever those mm-hmm. yeah. fucking guys, um, and then. Uh, he has he he has to defend it 
against uh, Teddy Roosevelt, mm. the entire army, and a bunch of pissed off Boy Scouts. So every single person wants to use this fort for like an actual reason, and he's like, nope, I need a place to put my money. But also, I just found the joke that Cam was talking about. He says that he doesn't want to take his armor off because the lockers in the clubhouse of heaven yeah. are a shilling a century, and he yeah. does not want to pay that right, to put his armor away. <laughs> the rent is too long. Like, for a century, he's like, no, it's not. A nickel's probably not really worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the heaven is like charging yeah, you for like a lot of Heaven is capitalist. Can't escape it. Not even if you die. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a good pick. If, yeah. uh, if you want to talk about it anymore, um, Alex? No, yeah, just just a little bit more. Um, I I thought that that bit was. Uh, bringing, bringing Roosevelt back was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it was like. He, he was fighting on off with the Beagle Boys uh-huh. because he kind of wrote that because they were trying to steal his money when everyone on Earth attacked him. <laughs> so there was this absolutely hilarious, like yeah, where Seb's he was open to that part single-handedly right defending an, all of his money in an old fort from literally everyone. And the like, Teddy Roosevelt's yeah. there with the American government. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. It's not like he's there for some like dumb, dumb reason of like, oh, I sure would like that hill for whatever reason. It's yeah. like, no, we need this fort. Tactically, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're, they're friends. Like, yeah. 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 Then, and then they're like, oh, if, if I had known it was you, Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> they just chill and swap stories. And it's so good. That's it's really pretty good. Great. Like, um, I, I do love how everything ends up, like, tying back to each other, or how the Beagle Boys, like, keep multiplying with the generations. <laughs> like, first there's, like, three in the dad or something uh-huh. like that, and then there's, like, five, and now there's, like, nine. Yeah, then, it, then it's a grandfather and, like, all of his grandsons, and there's, yeah. like, 12 of them. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but, yeah, that, that part, um, the part where they go to heaven and the, uh, the riverboat chapter were probably all my favorite parts. Yeah, uh, uh, really fun. Yeah, I'm really happy you guys indulged me on this. Um, I think a part of why it was so good is because it's so well made, which I I, oh, yeah. I suppose is a, you should expect that even out of like '90s. Well, Disney, no, Disney but, definitely shits out some stuff sometimes where they don't yeah. care at all about what it is. That there's it's like four Aladdin movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, there's three uh, and a show. Uh, well, that counts. Oh, these yeah. TV shows are a great example of things that Disney is willing to shit out, especially in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Like after after the animated renaissance, they're like, well, we can do whatever we want and make money, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. So most of Disney is definitely willing to put out crap, whether or not the Aladdin TV is TV show is part of that. Uh, I will back off on that. But uh, Yeah, don't touch my Aladdin TV show. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I also have shaky ground to stand on, because if someone's going to tell me that, like, one of my favorite works of fiction is just a bunch of cartoon duck horse shit that I would be happy. Like, my personality, my personality would fall apart. I've got nothing left. Um, I was really happy that you guys enjoyed this. I gave, uh, like, if uh, Cam and George, if you guys want to read the second volume, like, I have it at any I'll time. So yeah, I'll be happy read it. Because it's, like, it's something that I love and always happy to lend it out, happy for more people to read it. Uh, and it's just, like, it's now readily available. Like, Boom Comics, I think, published this. Uh, Is that with a big B? It's the Don Rosa Library Volumes 4 and 5, and it, it has a big, like, big blue Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck on the cover. It doesn't actually say the life and times of Scrooge McDuck anywhere on the cover. We got the but, name wrong this, this whole time. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just 
But it's just like they collect all the comics that Don and Rosa did, and this story happens to fit into two of the volumes. Yeah. So that's that's just how they collected it. But I highly recommend it if anyone is interested in it. And uh, I think it's about time for us to wrap up this show because it is late and we've gone on for a while. Uh, quick question for anyone else. Um, would you guys read more like this? Because all of... Uh, I'm not going to like force it on anyone, but the, there are more stories Don, that Don Rosa did that are, while they're not Scrooge's backstory, it's like he did stories with Donald and the nephews that are as good as this. Mm. And so like there are... Or even more stories with this uh, theme. Like, is this something that you guys would be willing to check more, check out more of? Oh yeah, like definitely. I mean, I already willingly read the first two volumes, so I'd definitely read more of it. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I'll probably read the second one, but I don't know. If, maybe if you... I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not likely, but I'll probably read the second one. Yeah, say Even hard, though I did really like this. Hard yes for the second one. Uh most li- I probably would read more also because I, I I do like the character of Donald Duck and stuff like that and I know he was also like wasn't he a military man like he was Donald, a Navy. Donald yeah, he's a Navy. Navy man yeah. yeah that's really like that's cool but yeah, yeah. duck out of water <laughs> hey he <laughs> could have come to our little hometown oh yeah the plug um, for yeah, anyway. yeah Brian anyway. please sponsor us <laughs> um, I now see a lot of the reason I was excited about this was because I really like Scrooge. Uh-huh. And uh, if there are more stories he's in yes. that Don, Don Rosa has done, I would be totally up for that. But um, I don't know, like other character, like other Disney comics that pro- that don't feature the ducks, I probably wouldn't be as excited. Yeah, about. I'm curious if Mickey Mouse has ever had a good comic. That is a uh, apparently the some of the European ones are really good, and he has his own lore and his rogues gallery and yeah, things like, like that. Now, That's what I want. I like seeing Mickey fight against villains, which I would yeah, be super down. Uh, there, there are some really interesting things about that, uh, but um, it's so weird because I don't know where to start with that. But I um, think I would enjoy probably that. number one. I, first Mickey Mouse. <laughs> first yeah, Mickey Mouse comic. Mickey Mouse number one or whatever. I found like a collection of Mickey Mouse comics. Just like the like, um, I almost said Forkuma, but that's a that's oh, yeah, a Japanese yeah, thing. Yeah. But the, yeah, they're they're literal like comic strips. Yeah. From like the the thirties and forties, like yeah, like I, I found a book a of them, mm-hmm. and they were actually yeah. really really kind of fun. Yeah. And I I've actually ended up buying it for um, bank for I don't know Christmas or her birthday one year. Um, I don't know if I I could maybe find it again and maybe we could take a look at it. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, uh, just uh, a couple of quick recommendations. If you, if for some reason you read through this or you liked what what the sound of this was and you wanted to know something else that was like it, uh, there's a webcomic called Poppy Opossum that is also kind of really? like a yes, wow, that's cool. that is is a funny animal sure. webcomic with that's with definitely more modern, more modern well, in the I sense modern <laughs> in its sensibilities of like you know it's not like trying to copy old comics like this, but it's definitely it's got like a a good grasp on its own self-history and the characters are fun and cute and anthropomorphic animals and they're goofy. Is she like a Hispanic father? Uh, she is... Oh, <laughs> she is like a, a tiny little martial arts pasta. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Nice joke. Yeah, um... And also, any any comics by Don Rosa, any Disney comics by Don Rosa, no matter what they are, no matter... Uh, when they're from, they are good. They are fantastic. The man only stopped drawing because he was losing his eyesight and couldn't see what he was drawing anymore. Oh. That's the only reason he stopped. That's like my nightmare. Alex, you want to tell us about what we're doing next week? All right. 
Uh, so everybody will be um, playing through the opening level of the hit year 2000 video game, uh, Deus Ex. You want to just do Liberty Island, or are we doing? Um, you know, I are we doing? I'm I'm gonna say you only have to do Liberty Island only because uh, I don't think it will take. Well, because we've kind of given like a soft time limit of like two hours on yeah. this kind of thing. I do not think it will take you two hours to do the first level. Um, but if you want to really explore and you really want to get the most out of it, it mm -hmm. could. So I'm I don't want to. I don't want to say, oh, you have to do a lot so people rush through things. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll say. Do the opening level if you want to continue. The second level is also very good. Mm -hmm. um, I will say um, do until you you leave Liberty Island on the boat because there is some stuff you can do after the mission that's really fun. Yeah, and there's um, um, I, I would say that the very next mission, which takes place just on the New York City streets, is yeah. fantastic and not very long. Yeah. If you're some it's, of your still it's not long, and I think that that. Uh, the couple maps in that second mission are some of the best environments in the game. Oh yeah, if you want to see the emptiest um, New York has ever looked, <laughs> uh, you can enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, well, it, is, it is so dense with explorable stuff, it's really cool. But, um, yeah, so everybody's going to be doing that. I'm excited um, for that. And that game I, is extremely cheap on Steam and can run on anything. So. Yeah, so if you'd like to you know, boot it up and try it out. It might feel a little clunky by today's standards, but uh, mm. I and that's interesting too because I want to see how okay with that you guys are. Yeah. Um, because it is the the visuals and the I'd say some of the <laughs> control bind decisions, which you can change, but uh, some of that stuff is is archaic and it does show. Uh, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell what year the game came out when you booted it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that's one of the biggest sticking points in recommending it to people. So I, I'd, I'm really interested in uh, seeing what you guys think about it. And uh, because I've already played this game, I am going to give the weird PS2 port of this game, Deus Ex the Conspiracy, a shot. Uh, I've heard they had to change a lot of things around to get the way you move in this game to fit on a controller, so I am looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, thank you. This has been Please Don't Listen to This. Your life depends on it. Next week is Deus Ex, and we'll see you then.